0: Welcome to Beyond the Data. I'm Dr. Phoebe Thorpe and here with me today is Dr. David Lakey. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Phoebe. In the session today for the Public Health Grand Rounds, we heard a lot about preterm birth and about the social determinants of health and the impact that they are having Mm -hmm. with the disparities in preterm births in the United States. And it's clear that we need some more research to understand how we can work in that area uh... but there is some research about what we can do about preterm births can you share with us some of the things that you're doing in texas about to reduce pre- preterm
1: birth rates absolutely first uh... grand rounds today was great a lot of good data related to the challenge we have in the united states related to prematurity and infant mortality um, but also some specific things that we can do uh... in texas uh... we have taken this very seriously uh, we have gotten support from the texas legislature to uh, to address this issue. And this is one of those issues that affects so many individuals, Mm -hmm. families, um, the babies. But also from a state perspective, uh, in the state of Texas, 57% of all the babies are paid through for the Medicaid program. And so that got the attention of the legislature to make this a priority for the state of Texas. Not only is it a good thing to do, but you can make a fiscal argument that you can save money if we decrease the number of babies that end up in the NICUs across the state. Uh, and so first, you have to make make sure it's a priority. And this is one of those issues that you can you can identify several different variables that you can work on that will have a significant effect. And, and so things simple things like getting women in earlier to prenatal care, mm-hmm. educating young women related to the effect that smoking can have on prematurity, that uh, their health is really important, that they need to get into uh, see their their uh, OBGYN physician early. And there are medicines that we can provide to to the women if they've had a premature baby before that will decrease the chances that they will have a premature baby again. Mm -hmm. So there are specific things that we can do that can attack this issue. We just have to make it a priority.
0: Mm -hmm. And it sounds like in Texas you've done a lot of focus on those different areas. Um, One of the things that we heard today was about the healthcare system and how yes. it can be both uh, a problem and a, a place for improvement. Um, the problem being early elective uh, deliveries um, and moving away from early elective deliveries. Um, can you tell us some about the, uh, what you've been able to do there with that?
1: Sure. I, and again, we've made it a priority. You know, pregnancy is not comfortable. And, and, and women want to get it over as quick as, as they can. But un- unfortunately, you know, if you deliver a baby before the baby's ready, the, the baby is not ready to, to be here in, in this world. Um, good data that, that says that if you deliver those babies prematurely and, and do elective deliveries on the babies before 39 weeks, uh, that large number of those end up in the NICUs. And that becomes very costly. And so costly not only on the the conditions for the baby, that you know, the lungs aren't developed, the brain's not d- d- developed, but also costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, and so, what we've done in Texas, I think a lot of states have done, is made it a, a priority. And so, uh, our Texas legislature directed our Medicaid program to say, we know what the data is; we shouldn't be. Um, allowing that so to speak by paying for mm-hmm. early elective deliveries bad practice so we decided that we wouldn't pay for those early elective deliveries before 39 weeks uh, we also complemented that with education mm-hmm. and so you have to educate mom you know and, and grandmother you know why it's so important that that baby delivered be delivered after 39 weeks uh, education of the physicians physicians want to do the right thing mm-hmm. um, but sometimes they're put under pressure to deliver that baby too early And so um, educating them on why it's so important and then feeding data back to the hospitals to let them know what their rates are and the the consequences of that. And so kind of a multi-pronged approach to making sure that the women know what the issue Mm -hmm. is, their family knows, the providers know, working in that whole context to make it a priority.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a it's a very interesting idea because I hear you I know you have a lot of interest in s- systems work and I hear you kind of really bringing that into, uh, into addressing the problem where it's uh, much more complex and um, related to many different factors, but you're bringing the whole, looking at the whole, I use the word system as in like the whole yes. problem and all the different areas that um, it interacts with, the, um, with how to prevent preterm birth. So what about the progesterone? I know that that mm-hmm. also is um, effective at preventing preterm birth. Um, have you had some work and success there?
1: Yes, we have, and, and we haven't solved the problem yet, but no. we've, we've elevated it mm-hmm. and, and we've put attention on it. Um, so it's a good data that if a woman has had a premature baby before, mm-hmm. that if you give her this medicine, progesterone, 17-hydroxyprogesterone, uh, you have to give it early enough that, that you can prevent the chances of a second premature baby by over 30%. So, so the challenge there is to make sure that we get the women in early enough Mm-hmm. So we have that get them in that window of opportunity, and that their physicians know that she's had a premature baby before, and, and so a lot of work working uh, across systems. And again, we, if we want to solve this problem, we have to get out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. and work with other types of programs uh, to to figure out how do we identify women and get them the medicine they need, so that that baby has the best chance to have a healthy, happy first birthday. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I. As you were talking, I was also thinking about not only do you have to get the, um, everybody out of their comfort zone, but I was thinking about um, the difficulties that OBs have and that they want the women to yeah. be as healthy as possible even before they come to them. Um, and that kind of gets to the notion of periconception care or health care uh, outside of the pregnancy. Um, are there areas that you've been working in Texas on that?
1: Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. So one of the lessons that I've learned from talking to OBGYN physicians is, you know, they have a limited time with that young lady. And if, if the le- young lady comes in and she's smoking several packs a day and is overweight, maybe using substances, mm-hmm. that they really don't have that much time to, to address all those issues before the baby is going to be delivered. And so we need to move upstream and address those issues issues beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so we have developed a program in our state called Someday Starts Now. And, and the premise of that is that if you wanna have a healthy a delivery five years, 10 years, someday, mm-hmm. that that someday starts now, that we need to get into shape, do the things we need to do today to have that healthy baby five years from now.
0: Wow, that's a really forward-thinking program that you uh, are championing. I really appreciate that. Are there other areas that you think are important that we address?
1: Well, one of the things that really stood out to me today during Grand Rounds are things that we call the social determinants of health. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there are things that occur in our society that really have a huge impact on the, the, the ability to have a healthy baby. You know, we, we heard today you know, that the rates of infant mortality being twice as high in the African-American population. Um, You know, that's consistent with what we see in in, in Texas. You know, education uh, is really important. You know, poverty is very important. Those things go hand in hand Mm -hmm. with ethnicity Mm -hmm. in many of our states. And so we have to make sure that we look at this issue through that lens of the social determinants of health. You know, how do we really address the health needs of a community, um, predominantly African-American communities uh, across the United States, uh, give them the, the support that we need in order to, to maximize the chance that, that we can address that you know, unacceptable rate of infant mortality in the African-American community.
0: Yeah, very shocking to, real, to hear that. It was for me, too. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Well, thank you. It's been a privilege.
0: Appreciate it. And thank you for joining us, and see you next time for Beyond the Data.